Brent, the, um... No. No. Well, no, he's... No, okay. <laughs> so, uh... Sorry. A, a few years ago, there was a meme going around about a dress. That everyone who looked at it either thought it was white and gold or blue and black. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it turned out it really was white and gold, but, I mean, as far as I can tell, it still looks blue and black. Um, yeah. So I was reading an article about neuroscience earlier that was getting into, like, why that is. Because, you know, that that phenomenon is the thing people have been studying since that happened. And, um... I, it, it sounded like the conclusion they came to, I mean, it it seemed pretty clear already, but the... So... The, the reason it looks one way or the other... Uh, I guess depends on what type of lighting your eyes are the most adjusted to. And that's why, like, you know, most optical illusions, when you look at them, you can only see, you know, like, you can flip between one or the other if it's, like, the rabbit or the duck. Like, you can look at that and you can see, like, oh, it's that, oh, it's that. <laughs> and you can see both. But with right. this illusion, for most people, you if you see one, you can't see the other. And the conclusion they came to is that it's, if your eyes are, which, uh, you know, makes, it makes sense for me. If you see blue and black, it's probably because your eyes are adjusted to compensating for artificial lighting. Like, if you're usually in a place with artificial lighting, that uh, your eyes will naturally, if you're, you know, not sure about the lighting source of a thing, compensate by filtering out the yellow which leaves you with a blue and a black image. Um, and if yeah. you're used to natural outdoor lighting, your eyes are more likely to filter out the blue, I think, which leaves you with a white and a gold. So that's why that looks... I don't know. What color was it for you when you saw it? I think it was gold and white, right. but I don't remember. That was a while ago. Mm. And do you also... At least at the time, you know, spend more time in outdoor natural lighting than in indoor artificial lighting? Uh, I guess at work, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it it makes sense that that's what... Because my, my workplace is indoor artificial, and then I go home, and I'm still indoor artificial. I had that, you know, like one summer where I tried spending more time at the beach but otherwise my life is pretty much all indoors so my eyes just yeah. only see things as if they are in indoor lighting i guess you're a some type of human bat person mm. i don't know what you would call that but that's what you are bruce wayne <laughs> well i mean don't just go out and say it mm. Yeah, yeah. I, the the dress thing was always weird to me because, like, when stuff like that happens on the internet, there's like just a bunch of people that are just dead set on like, no, no, it's it's blue. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm. And I don't, I don't understand <laughs> like what these people think is happening. Yeah, like, I mean, I like I. I I, I get that as an initial reaction, but um, when there's like thousands of people saying, oh no, it's actually gold and white for me, 
and they're just still really insistent on what their color is. It, it's mm. weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe science education is just lacking to the point that people don't realize, like, the reason you're seeing it as the color it is is because your eyes are trying to compensate for what they assume the light source is. So I know for me, like, I'm, I know it, it is white and gold, but I'm looking at it and I see blue and black, and I can't not see blue and black, and it's because my eyes are looking at this image that is, like, brightly backlit and assuming that that must be what it is compensated for the lighting. You know, like, I'd have to be there in person, and I, I, I guess, th I, I assume that means, I'd have to look at the image again, I assume that means that the lighting in the image is natural lighting, and so that's why it's white and gold, but that my eyes see this big, you know, bright yellowish light behind and assume that's artificial, like a showroom floor. I, I think it was just like hanging on something outside. If my if my memory's right, I, I, yeah, I, I think it was, it was like it either in a, in a window or a rat, something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's maybe. like it's hanging in the foreground, and the background is brightly lit, but it's not clear what it's being lit by or where. Maybe there were two images this whole time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of want to go the find the image theory. again and download it and take it into Photoshop and just color pick the the two colors of the dress and then put those pixels onto a blank page just to see if my eyes recognize it as white and gold removed from its setting or not i want someone to wear that dress and then just walk in like inside a warehouse and then see what happens mm. well i mean I, like i think the whole reason the illusion works the way it does is because um the like ambiguity of the photograph itself the, there's just enough context missing from the photograph that if you don't know exactly where you know what type of lighting you're seeing this in that you either see it one way or the other way now, i think people brain dumb mm. well i mean i think that's not related to this the, the that's just the fact <laughs> remember if if anything sounds uh like it is the way it should not be it's because people brain dumb mm. no that, that's Mon just the, monkey brain superior that's the natural state of things in the world is that brains are dumb monkey see gold white mm. Mon monkey knows what's up I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I'm pretty sure I have heat exhaustion. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is another one of those weeks where we don't really have a lot of topics. I have a couple, but I don't know if I have much to say about them. And I guess we could talk... I, I, have you seen any of Obi-Wan? Because the last episode of Obi-Wan just came out. No, but... Since I now know that the last episode came out, I'll probably watch it soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Even it, though it's, I, uh, apparently everybody hates it or whatever. It's decent. I mean, I liked it better than some of the Marvel shows. Um, like, I don't know. Pe people are bitching about it, but 
Not really for any good reason, from what I can see. I think it's generally people like it. It's more like Mandalorian Season 2, I guess, where it's, you know, a pretty decent show, but people will find reasons to complain about it. Um, it's not as bad as Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Well, that, that's, a, that's a glowing recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on a, I mean, on a tier it, ranking scale, yeah, I, probably similar to Mando Season 2, maybe not quite as good as that, because it doesn't have... It, it's only six episodes, and it's kind of a standalone story. But, I forgot what happens in Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, uh, season but, 2 is the one where... I know he meets Ahsoka in that one, like in the middle, yeah. like samurai. Uh, yeah, like early, area. early in the season, he's you know setting off on his quest to find the Jedi so he can give them Grogu, who he doesn't know his name Grogu until Ahsoka tells him in the middle of the season. But the first part of the season, he's like on the run from the New Republic and crashes on an ice planet, and they deal with some spiders and um and he like that does sound like a nice planet. Hobbles his you know, get gets his ship back together and then has like some more side adventures and finds Ahsoka and Ahsoka tells him to go to Tython and put Grogu on the magic pedestal thing where he summons what turns out to be Luke. Um and then Boba Fett Oh, and then there's also other Mandalorian groups aside from Death Watch get involved with like Bo Katan and her group show up early in the season and then Boba Fett shows up because he wants his armor back and he gets it back before Mando's ship gets blown up and then yeah. they fly up oh and then Grogu gets captured because Moff Gideon's the new bad guy who showed up at the end of season one and uh, then they go up to the ship to save Grogu and there's a bunch of dark troopers who are like robot troopers yeah. and they're really cool and then, I remember that part. Yeah, and then he has uh, a spear that he got from Ahsoka that's uh, made of Beskar, so it can be used to fight a lightsaber. So he fights Moff Gideon, and he wins the dark saber, which makes Bo-Katan mad because she wants the dark saber. And then uh, Luke shows up and takes Grogu off with him, so that he can train him for like a week before giving him back in Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that really is what happened. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, they can't write him out for a season. How are you going to get people to watch if there's no Baby Yoda? See the now this is the weird part of the story because they pretty much wrapped up all the important plot threads. Mm. So now it's just go wherever and do whatever. Well, they wrapped up the Baby Yoda stuff, so he's just around because he's cute. Um, but. Unless they really, really time skip, it doesn't seem like he's going to grow up enough to really age or change. Um, like, but by the time he ages, uh, Mando would be dead. Yeah, so he's just there to be cute. But Mando still has the ongoing issue of, like, he's loyal to Death Watch, who adopted and raised him. But Death Watch is, like, the most hard-ass sect of Mandalorians, and he's... You know, met, like, Bo-Katan and her group, and he's met, like, Boba Fett, and he's just, like, a rogue Mandalorian, and, um, and then, yeah, and now he's on his 
Uh, as of Book of Boba Fett, he's been sent on a quest to go to Mandalore and find some special underground fountain or something that he's supposed to bathe in to purify himself of his sin of having taken his mask off that one time. Um, <laughs> because Death Watch are the, you know, mega cult, uh, fanatical branch of Mandalorians, and they think, oh, you took your mask off, you're... You're tainted now. We can't be around you. Um, mega Cult is my favorite mega metal band. Mm. Yeah, it's like mega, the sequel to Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> mega Cult. I guess they'd just uh, be the follower. The, the people who are fans of Megadeth can be the Mega Cult. Yeah. I don't, are, are, are there people who are fans of Megadeth? <laughs> because it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> mm. Just one of those bands that... Sells enough that they are known and popular, but not anybody's favorite. I mean, like, I feel like they were maybe like really popular, like when I was um, either not alive or very young, mm. and they've kind of just been coasting on that since then. Mm. Um, and that's why they were on Duck Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe when they reboot Duck Dodgers for 2000s nostalgia. I would love it if they stay with on the modern version of Duck Dodgers. Mm. That would be hilarious. Uh, Did did you ever watch that video for um, Sweating Bullets that, that I sent you that one time? Probably, but I don't remember it. He's, he's just talking to himself. Uh and then there's a million of him and they're all just like banging on the walls playing the music mm. uh, it's hilarious everybody go watch the music video for Sweating Bullets by Megadeth mm. actually thinking of weird videos I was watching the uh, Game Grumps was doing that Giraffe Town thing and I was hoping Aaron <laughs> would reach the end so we could find out what happens after the giraffe skates down this broken street to I don't know, like a concert or something is where he was trying to go. But I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just remember was... there was like a girl giraffe who sings a really stupid song and he wants to go <laughs> see her and I think that's why he's trying to get down this busted up nightmare street without getting attacked by the scuba men. But I, I forget what was actually in the game and what was just jokes. Yeah. It, it, well, I, the second video is just Aaron trying and failing to yeah. do the game for the entire <laughs> 40 minutes of the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me of Mario Maker where he, he did the same thing a lot. Mm. And also... Um, Super Bunny, have you have you um, watched the their playthrough of Super Bunny Man? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen yeah. like a best of compilation, but I've seen the actual videos. Uh, it, that that is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. I, like I, I think I might have actually put um, like a two hour compilation. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember you the, posting the one, but I've already I'd, I'd seen the series when it was the series. Uh. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Obi Wan because Obi Wan Kenobi season finale oh, yeah. came out, so that whole show was out, uh, and it's it's good. Um, I mean, I you know it's not 
amazing, but it, it it's good. It's got some really good moments in it. Um, yep. Uh, Ms. Marvel got its third episode. And it's finally starting to feel like there's more going on than just teenagers having teenage problems. So that's pretty good. Oh god, that sounds terrible. The, fir- the first episode is like teenagers having teenage problems. Second episode kind of feels like Spider-Man discovering his powers. Because it's that thing of like, teenager has powers but she's not sure how they work. So they're gonna- she's going to go up on a rooftop with her best friend. Who's going to like videotape her while she tries to do stunts and stuff to figure out how the powers work so it, does she wake up and she's just ripped like uh <laughs> toby mcguire nah no her powers are that she found i guess like a magic bracelet <clears throat> thing except the power might be a thing that's internal and the bracelet just unlocked it but the bracelet is making it so because they're not gonna do like the comics and have her stretching like mr fantastic because i guess they're saving that, that be... for mr fantastic um yeah instead and also because it seems like when she goes to team up with captain marvel in captain marvel 2 there's probably gonna be a space adventure so they want her to have more space worthy powers so her powers mm. are that she can conjure these uh, kind of like a hard light thing like, she can make, like, a light platform and stand on it. Uh, although, exactly how long or how well she can hold it in place has been a little shaky. Like, some, it took her a while just to be able to stand on one without it collapsing. And then later in the episode, some dumbass kid is trying to take a selfie of himself leaning out of a window. And he falls out of the window and she has to create a platform under him and hold it. And she mostly holds it until it you know wears off because she gets distracted or something um but nice she killed a kid uh cool. he the roof broke the car roof broke his fall so <laughs> <laughs> well, well excuse me yeah he, he's not dead he's just broken arm it's fine he's not dead he's just grievously injured yeah i mean she's it's a teenage fine. superhero she's still learning and it's his own damn fault for trying to take a selfie out of uh like 12th story window um but yeah so she Um, she can create like and then she can also do like the big stretchy hand things except it's a you know light instead of an actual hand she just like creates the image it's it's like green lantern pretty much it's like you just conjure these images out of light but Mm -hmm. also they can touch things what what's the point of having Green Lantern powers if you can't like create a giant anvil and then smash somebody with a giant hammer? I mean, she probably can. We just haven't gotten to that point yet. Like oh, she, can she fly? Not is currently. her weakness the color yellow? <laughs> as not as far as I know, but I don't know that much about Ms. Marvel, which is kind of the nice thing about the show that it like there's mysteries about. You know, she's got, like, some relative who discovered this magic bracelet thing, and I don't know if that's a character from the comics. And as of episode three, that relative is revealed to be connected to this group who they call... They give a bunch of different names from, but the one they settle on is Jin, uh, D-J-I-N-N. You know, like the genie, demon kind of yeah. mysterious thing, which is pretty cool. Um... 
that they're that they are humans who appear to be displaced from another multiverse maybe and they're stuck in this one and they're trying to get back to the other one and somehow that involves kidnapping kamala and making her use her powers and bracelet and stuff God, I, um, I hope not every new superhero is going to be tied to a multiverse i don't know i mean it, it seems like the the powers well they, they show a flashback to when they found the bracelet originally and it was in this like ruin in pakistan that has the ten rings symbol on it and um the bracelet was on a blue arm which looks kind of like a Cree, maybe. So I don't know if it's alien or extra-dimensional or what, and what the Ten Rings would have to do with that, because it's, you know, like, the main thing we know about them from Shang-Chi is that, um, you know, the not-Mandarin had uh, the, his ten alien-ish magic-something rings that he wore all the time that made him basically immortal. Um, but... Maybe he acquired some other tech along the way. They didn't... Like, as of the end of that movie, there was something mysterious going on with those rings, but they left that as a future mystery of what it was that they were sending a signal out to. Mysterio. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, it it's really weird. Thanos. I was thinking, it's really weird how... Phase 1 of Marvel, the, at the end of the first movie of Phase 1, they had Nick Fury show up and say, we're doing Avengers. And that was, like, the hook. <laughs> that, that's, exactly, Pretty much. that's exactly what he said yeah. to Sam Jackson on screen, we're doing Avengers. Yep. Yeah, he showed up, and that was the promise that they made, that, like, this is what it's building up to. And then at the end of Phase 1, they did Avengers. And then they had their, you know, second big promise, like, I, we're doing Infinity War next. And all of this is part of that larger story building to, into an Infinity War. So, after Phase 3 ended, the first movie, which they say is in Phase 3, but it, it's kind of after, it was uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, where Mysterio shows up and says, we're doing the multiverse. Actually, no, I lied. There is no multiverse. Ha ha, funny joke. Um, but there is a multiverse, and that is seems to be what they're doing. Like, the big thing they're doing seems like it's the multiverse. Um, and I... Because now they're starting to talk about Phase 5, and I don't know, maybe, like, the Ant-Man Quantumania thing, where they bring back Kang the Conqueror, maybe that's going to be the thing that is, like, this is the end of what Phase 4. What even happened in Phase 4? That, that that's what i'm trying to get at like phase four has been just a jumble of everything that the first you know the first movie to start it off brings up the idea of the multiverse which is the closest thing to a unifying concept we have to what's going on in phase four but brings it up as a joke and writes it off as actually no there is no multiverse until loki comes along and makes it so there is a multiverse so, yeah, I don't know. It's Phase 4 is so weird. It's like, I guess it's about the multiverse, but it starts off saying there is no multiverse. And I don't know where it's going to end to transition into Phase 5. Like, maybe Phase 4 is just a giant intermission in 
the narrative story before they figure out where they're going with phase five supposedly there's a plan and we might be finding out more in a couple months because marvel's coming back to comic-con to do their big uh panel that they used to do before the pandemic started and i guess that's where they're going to announce some more details on where it is they're heading with all of this yeah i i mean i haven't watched like most of the things (laughs) that Mm. have come out in phase four i guess but you haven't seen hawkeye still (laughs) no i have not seen hawkeye Mm. um so i i mean i guess it it'd be hard for me to like fairly criticize like what's actually going on in phase four but it doesn't seem like there's any kind of unifying thread other than like you said like the vague idea that a multiverse exists yeah i mean of what's been released there's pretty much two clear threads of things developing one of them is the multiverse which is mostly uh, you know loki is the main thing like loki and what if are the two things that are like mainly developing the idea of the multiverse being a thing um because otherwise it it gets mentioned and alluded to like no way home and um doctor strange and yeah even like far from home a little bit um like the idea that the multiverse is out there is a thing that is part of things but you know we're not sure quite what that's building to and the other thing they have going on they did officially confirm that they're making a thunderbolts movie which everybody knew because that's the thing that black widow and falcon and the cold boy were both setting up is the idea (coughs) of having this team of villains starring the u.s agent and the new black widow and uh possibly baron zemo and maybe some other people we haven't met yet as like a street level dark avengers group or some kind of suicide squad um (laughs) thanks will smith yeah so that that's the other semi big project it's hard to call that a big project it feels like that's just like a side project that's going on in addition to the multiverse stuff there's this ground level thing going on it's it's a bunch of barely developed villains uh, yeah all teaming up like okay yeah well maybe they'll team up with morbius and vulture (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna bring the real star power in there. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot I watched Morbius. In the time since the last. Oh no! Yeah, I forgot that was between episodes. I watched Morbius. Well, your brain must have gotten morbed. <laughs> yeah, I got morbed so hard that I forgot that I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> why? Did, why is that the? Why is that the form of morb that? really got me you, you, <laughs> i've been warping so hard i must have forgot yeah <laughs> and i will <laughs> having seen morbius now it's fine it's no it's not no it, I it is you. i mean the, I, I do not believe as you. a movie it is based imagine any generic ass mid-2000s you know catwoman blade trinity that's pretty much morbius Uh-oh. it's just no it, it it's uh, that's... it's just a mediocre ass mid-2000s superhero movie and in that sense <laughs> it's not even like 
cringy in any really fun ways. It's just the most mediocre. Does it have Dracula running down the street with his shirt open? I don't think so. Damn. It does have... What's the point? A, there are a lot of cool visual shots of Morbius doing this like slow-mo attack thing where this... Like, as he's moving, there's this, like, purple, cloudy stuff that's, like, trailing off of him. And it looks very comic booky. You know, it, it's the kind of thing, like, if you are the one person on Earth who was really, really into Morbius comic books in the 90s, not even, like, most people know Morbius from Spider-Man animated series where he had the weird plasma hand sucker things that are a lot scarier <laughs> than just being a regular old vampire, which the censors thought would be too scary. So they made him turn into the salt sucker from Star Trek, the original series. Um, but Jade, he's not a regular vampire. <laughs> he's a living he's vampire. Living, yeah. Yeah. Living, <laughs> which is an adjective that Stan Lee was very fond of. That hasn't really been a thing since like the 80s to use the living as a way to emphasize something, you know, like the living daylights um, or like I, I, I assume that's the origin of why Stanley had Morbius the living vampire and another character called the living mummy and just the, the living is a superlative that Stan used a lot because it was hip and trendy but it fell out of the zeitgeist decades ago sorry i had an interruption can you please uh, <laughs> repeat your last oh, um thought? Re repeat my yeah no just the, the the living seems like it's a superlative that stanley used in like probably i don't know 60s 70s 80s um for like like the living daylights was like a phrase that was popular and because um, he has, there's another I, character called the Living Mummy, you know, it's a thing that he used for multiple things, and like I, Marvel I is just because full of like, those, you know, the Incredible Hulk, incredible, you know, or like the Uncanny X Men, the Amazing Spider Man, you know, all the heroes had these superlatives, and some of them are very outdated, like the Living. I thought I thought Living was supposed to be like, oh, he's not. Like he's a vampire, but he's not undead. Like he's a, he's a living vampire. Mm, could be. Like, I, mean, I don't. I I don't know the logistics of that. No, nah, I I assume it's similar to you know like the phrase "the living daylights" or the phrase "the living end." Um, you know, which is a thing that's also fallen out of cultural zeitgeist, but it used to be you know hip to say like, "Oh, that thing is so cool! It's the living end." Um. And that's, you know, not a thing anybody says anymore, but I guess the living seemed like it was a trendy superlative at one point. Okay, maybe that is it then. Because, like, I, I thought it was because, like, oh, he's a, he's a vampire, but he, he's not technically a vampire. He's a science vampire, mm. so he's not technically undead. Yeah, I mean, he's a, if anything, he's a living vampire. Blade is more of a living vampire in that sense than Morbius. Like, he... He's a daywalker. Mm. Yeah. He's half dead, technically. <laughs> yeah. He's a half vampire. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. But, He's got one fang on his dad's side. 
Yeah, it's a, so <laughs> Morbius movie is it's a very generic action movie that follows all the plot beats you would expect of a generic action movie about a hero who becomes a va- or a scientist who becomes a vampire and he's generally trying and to a be vampire a hero who becomes a hero. Well, <laughs> yeah, cuz this him and there like I guess the bits of the movie are coming back to me now. So it's like we see him as a kid in orphanage where he's got his medical issues and he's friends with another kid uh who's also got like medical issues and um and that kid ends up slipping into like a having some kind of, i don't know seizure or something um and they you know this orphanage school whatever it is they're in is i guess so poorly staffed that nobody Here's the medical stuff going off when this kid slips into a coma or something. Um, but because young Michael Morbius is there, he can uh, save his friend. And that gets him the attention of like the headmaster who realizes, oh, you have a gift for medical shit. So we're going to get you a grant to go off or you know, scholarship or whatever to go off to medical school and learn how to be a great doctor and stuff meanwhile his friend gets left behind there and beat up by bullies because i don't know these are really mean bullies who like to pick on cripple kids um but that other kid ends up becoming another morbius uh i mean he he, he, the character's name is morbius but everybody just wants to call (laughs) these the vampires in the morbius movie morbius's so his friend becomes the other Morbius, who's like the evil vampire who just wants to abuse his powers and hurt people because he can. Because he was bullied as a kid, so now he's just going to bully everyone else, I guess. Um, so, the movie is about them fighting until, <clears throat> you know, Michael Morbius becomes the hero vampire. And. Michael Morbius. Well, he's like, he's, he's <laughs> a hero, but also. He's still fighting his darker vampire urges because he has to feed on blood or else, you know, the hunger will continue to overtake him. Um, and yeah, so he defeats and kills his friend, the evil vampire, and then uh, go to credits and then mid-credits, uh, Adrian Toomes shows up in a prison in the Southern Multiverse and apparently doesn't care about his family anymore and um builds himself a new vulture suit and flies out in the desert to meet morbius in a scene where clearly neither of these people were in the same room as the other person and (laughs) morbius recorded his or jared leto recorded his lines a while before because he just has the most generic reply like after you know um Vulture does this whole spiel about like, oh, this must be something to do with Spider-Man, but I think we can make a team and do some good. And then it cuts to Jared Leto's face, and he just says, interesting. (laughs) It's like, he wasn't here. (laughs) He was not in this room. He just said a line. Oh, yeah, I heard and acknowledged the thing you said. (laughs) And that's his whole reply. They they just took like an outtake from a different part of the movie. Mm <laughs> just place it in for the end credits. Yeah. yeah, and also, like, what's the point 
of keeping this version of uh, Vulture if he doesn't care about his family. Star power. Yeah, yeah that's it. Bird, got to get Birdman in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we got a um, major actor who is available to do our stupid spinoffs. So we'll bring him into this other multiverse, which they make a point of not saying which Spider-Man <clears throat> is in this universe. Um, it's probably Andrew Garfield, but they don't say outright. They, you know, we see it's like a DVD special feature where they show some of the behind-the-scenes Easter eggs of other Marvel Spider-Man stuff. Like, there's a newspaper that has the Daily Bugle header and has references to Black Cat and Rhino in the articles on it. Um, but, yeah, they, they make a point of not saying which Spider-Man yet that all of this is taking place in. It just seems like Morbius, Venom, and now Vulture, and presumably Craven when the Craven is a good guy now movie comes out um, that they're all in this universe doing I, stuff I hope it's the Mark Wahlberg Spider-Man that everyone's been waiting for mm. I mean it might be Tom Holland also falls through a multiversal wormhole and ends up in here now that the entire <laughs> world has forgotten him so who gives a fuck about this kid anymore <laughs> That'd be hilarious if, uh, like, the whole last movie was ending up to, like, setting up the status quo of Spider-Man, and then he just somehow ends up in a wormhole and goes to a different yeah. universe. Well, yeah, the, they erased his whole status quo, so no one in the MCU has to care that he's gone. And then that just kick him out of the MCU and <laughs> portal him over to this universe. That would be the dumbest shit. Where there's conveniently another happen. Gwen... Or not a Gwen, uh, another MJ, also played by Zendaya because she has star power, so they can't get rid of her now, um, and has no history with this Spider-Man. So I guess they'll just have to start the romance over again. Zendaya doesn't need this shit. She has other things. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't actually know. What she she does. doesn't, but Sony does. <laughs> Sony's just desperately making Spider-Man movies. Yeah, Sony needs to make Spider-Man movies, and they need to load them up with celebrities wherever they can. Maybe um, they should just actually like let people like write and make their own Spider-Man movies, like they did that one time. That was the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Mm, the one that they're now making. Two, se- two or three sequels to at least two sequels yes that one yeah. maybe they should do that more mm. and uh like just let them be good yeah they should just make good movies and then yeah. they'd be good yeah just just make good movies like why is that so hard <laughs> it's easy guys people do it all the time yeah. like not me but like somebody can. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mar- you know, Disney Marvel does. Uh, yeah. I mean, they don't make great Spider-Man movies, but they make ones that are good enough, right? Mm. Like half Sony. Um, they put Spider-Man in movies that were really good. Did we? I don't think we talked about the Black Adam trailer last time. Because we talked about the Summer oh. Games Fest, but I don't think we got to the part... Where um, 
Dwayne Johnson appeared in like a selfie video from his home gym where he was showing off his muscles and his energy drink sponsorship and also talking about how Black Adam is going to change the hierarchy of the DC universe because he's like a magic Superman, which means he can kick Superman's ass because Superman is weak to magic. How fucking embarrassing is it to be a celebrity and like have to go on a video game show to advertise your movie <laughs> and also advertise a fucking energy yeah. drink sponsor that goes yeah. along with it? He's like, advertising his energy what, drink. What the fuck is And Hollywood also bragging on? about how his fictional character can beat up another fictional character. <laughs> well, to be fair, that is the nerdiest shit ever, mm. so it fits. Yeah, I mean... Like, that that's something you can do at a video game yeah, show. Yeah, he is going to have to address whether or not Black Adam can beat Goku in a fight. Because <laughs> people have been arguing about Goku <laughs> fighting Superman forever, so... If Black Adam can beat up Superman, that means he's got to fight Goku next. <laughs> uh, let's, I mean, there is actual magic in Dragon mm. Ball, so I mean... Goku could probably win. Yeah, I mean, like, structurally, Goku, you know, even, like, Superman versus Black Adam, narratively, like, nine times out of ten, Superman's gonna win. Because Black Adam yeah. is more likely to be cast as the villain, so he's more likely to lose the fight because that's how superhero fights go. Um, I mean, on a more even narrative playing field then yeah maybe there's this room for it to go either way uh having magic gives him an edge over superman um but yeah go i mean goku is adapted to fighting against so many different kinds of things because there's just so mm. many weird things going on in the <clears throat> dragon ball universe plus this whole thing is <laughs> getting like, he'd probably get his ass kicked in the first fight and then get stronger and find a way to <laughs> Jade, are we really doing this? We have very <laughs> little to fucking rabbit hole. We don't have material this week. We have to just go with it. <laughs> we have to follow all these side trails because that's the whole podcast this week. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Hot take. Death Battle fucking sucks. Uh, Goku would beat Superman in a fight. Mm. Yeah, Goku's got sensu beans. Like, Goku can teleport, mm. <laughs> and he could also destroy the Earth um, with, like, one one finger <laughs> if he wanted to. So, like, Superman can pull the Earth, but, like, can he just blow it up instantly if he wanted to? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, Superman has some very narrative bullshit levels of power, but Goku has even more narrative yeah. bullshit levels of power. Yeah, like, there's times where Superman, like, struggles to pick up a car, and other times where he's, like, dragging planets around the solar system. Mm. Well, m maybe not struggling to pick up a car, but, like, it takes him more than a second, right? Yeah, and if, like, Goku's chi powers count as magic, then absolutely he's gonna pummel Superman. I don't think they technically do. Hmm. Um... I mean, there's some kind of energy projection. I don't know if they're yeah, I, counted as... I mean, magic is such a weird, undefined thing in comics to begin with. Well, yeah, it's magic. You could do whatever the fuck you want with yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, what, what makes <clears throat> magic different from an alien that can shoot energy blasts? 
It's like one of these things, it's science because it's energy. But if it's magic, it's it looks like energy, but actually it's magic. Like what? What's the difference? What does it even mean? Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Cause like chi or ki or whatever they they call it in Dragon Ball, I, I forget. Um, it's it's like a philosophical thing, right? Like the, the yeah, it's, power of the body. Yeah, it's like your internal energy, but somehow they make it become external and shoot it out as an energy yeah. ball. Which and I mean, re- like, really, that only exists because it started as a as like a martial arts fighting show, mm. um, and then like they were like, okay, how can we have these people <laughs> um, blowing shit up from a mile away? Um, like, oh, uh, they they launched their key out their hands, and that's how that works. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that, mm. and then. Um, when it turns into like a, a space drama, uh, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, everybody can do that." Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's weird science, not like not not the movie. No, weird. No, is that the one where they like create a girlfriend? You know what? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it's like a couple nerds make a robot girl or something i haven't seen it I'm yeah just aware of it through cultural osmosis there's probably a lot of not cool shit in that movie yeah if i had to guess yeah i mean the 80s teen comedy stuff yeah 80s 30 something year old teenager comedy yep so anyway uh about obi-wan mm. <laughs> I mean, since you're planning to watch Obi Wan, I wasn't gonna, you know, just spoil the whole no, thing. No, so. I, I, we don't actually have to talk about Obi Wan anymore. Like, I just, I have no idea <laughs> what we're doing anymore. Mm. So I was like, what, "What's the oldest thing I remember talking about?" And it's like, I'm not going back to the dress. Mm. So yeah, because well, uh, so, I think Morbius is covered. Uh, said everything yeah. that needs to be said about Morbius. I mean, like, because Morbius, I will, it's. It's a very generic movie. You don't need to watch it. But if you, on the off chance, you were someone who really liked Morbius comic books, because it's not real. Like if you like the weird Morbius from the animated series, it's not really that. But it has some like cool comic booky action shots to it, which I could see looking really cool if you either liked Morbius comic books or you like. The idea of like a vampire action movie with a comic book styling to it, um, it it'd be pretty cool for that. Um, but otherwise, it's just a generic, run of the mill action superhero movie that happens to be starring a vampire played by Jared Leto, who's very bland, like he usually is. I don't Not believe even you. I think it's the greatest way. movie ever made. Okay. Well, you can put it on your top ten list when we do those at the end of the year for best movies of the year. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, there's no way I'm going to watch ten movies of the year. What are you, crazy? Mm. <laughs> so if you watch it, it'll get on there by default. Yeah, well, I I don't need to watch it. it like, it, It's the best movie ever made by reputation. Like, Why would I need to mm. watch it? Yeah, it is a movie that will be famous for having been released in theaters and failed twice. <laughs> for having been more mm. twice. Uh, 
It's the only movie that's been morphed twice. Uh, that's its cultural legacy. Yeah. Do you think Jared Leto like actually cares? Like, uh, I, 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 like in general about anything. <laughs> like, do you think he cares about how well Morbius did? It's hard to tell how rap. I mean, it, it seems, it seems like he is probably fully wrapped in his own bullshit about thinking he's a good actor and having people <laughs> who are uh, really big fans of him. Um, you know, he's just so I far mean, up his... When you have your own sex cult, yeah. um, like, it's hard to stay humble. Yeah, he is, I think, so far up his own ass that even the movie failing isn't going to really have an effect on him. Um, I, I think he has a complete lack of self-awareness from what I've seen of him. Um, so, he's probably doing fine. Do you, do you think he actually thinks he's 30 seconds away from Mars at any given point? <laughs> I have <laughs> no way to gauge that. <laughs> that was the hardest I've made myself laugh in a while. Um... I hope I hope somebody else appreciated that. I'm sure Eugene because did. I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Eugene. Um, I hope you liked that joke, and everybody else. I hope you liked it too. Mm. Um, I. It's very hot, and I feel like I'm gonna die. Mm. <laughs> so. so this is a transition away from Warby. Yeah. So the other thing I've watched with this one I've watched within the last week, so maybe I'll remember better what happened. Although I did watch a full two seasons of it, is a show called Jellystone on HBO Max. It is a new yeah. cartoon featuring the Hanna Barbera classic characters. Um, is there nudity? Uh, do you count animals not wearing pants as nudity? Because yes. most of the animals... Th there's a whole episode about how uh, nobody wears pants and Megilla Gorilla owns a um, like oh, a no. fashion clothing store and he's a fashion designer and he's been trying to sell people on the idea of pants for a long time but he never has... He's one of like three people in town <laughs> who wears pants. But then there's this octopus who I, I don't know what comic or cartoon she comes from but she... Uh, comes up with the idea of I can see it in my four-legged, but I can't. Think and she of comes it. up with this idea of having pants with four legs because she's an octopus and she's doing the Squidward thing of having like four legs, and manages to make it trendy for everyone to buy four-legged pants, which they wear, you know, wearing the front legs with the two empty back legs just hanging off the back, and everyone thinks this is really fashionable and trendy. And McGill is like, this makes no sense. What are you doing? Uh, why wouldn't you buy regular <laughs> pants from me, but you will buy these stupid four-legged pants because they're popular? Um, so, th th that's a very long way of saying that most of the characters don't wear pants in the show. Uh, Although Yogi does often wear a doctor's coat <clears throat> because for some reason he's a doctor in this show. He works at the hospital well, he... in Jellystone. 
He's got his PhD in picnic baskets. Mm. Yeah. Which is the only joke I know from Yogi Bear. Mm. Yeah, no, he... he I, yeah, I don't think the ranger from the old uh, Yogi Bear cartoon shows up. It's just Yogi and Boo Boo and I don't remember her name. There's a lady bear. Uh, they all are doctors at a hospital and sometimes... The cartoons are about them. It's it's more of an ensemble cartoon thing. The, you've got this cast of characters, and it'll focus on you know different ones depending on the episode. It's like sometimes it's about Yogi, sometimes it's about there's um, Daddy Doggy and his oh, no. daughter. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh no! It, it, he he's like a single dad who like he's like a helicopter parent. You know, he's just always looking out for his daughter and trying to keep her out of trouble. And otherwise, uh, she's just this adorable little kid who does shenanigans sometimes with her friends. Uh, like she's friends with um, there's like a little duckling that just has like a high pitched voice and is like super innocent. And then there's um, can't remember, I can't remember names for a lot of these. There's a bear. He's like a country bear with a big, you know, straw hat, and but he talks like a like a street kid, using a lot of slang and stuff, and thinks he's super cool. Um, huh. And I, so, I don't know any of these. So characters. sometimes the episodes are about those kids doing stuff. Um, sometimes it's you know like Magilla Gorilla has his fashion place. He's more like a secondary character. Usually it's about his employees who are... Uh, what's the name? There's a shark. Um, can't remember the name. It, the, the cartoon... The original cartoon, I did remember... Jabberjaw? Yeah. yeah. Jabberjaw, who was originally from a cartoon that was basically the same thing as Scooby-Doo. Except it was a different group yeah. of teenagers and they have a shark instead of a dog. Um... Oh, just wait till you see Speed Buggy. Yeah, Speed Buggy shows up sometimes as like a background. <laughs> Speed Buggy doesn't have like a speaking part. He's just there. Speed the Buggy's even more a ripoff of Scooby Doo. Yeah, but yeah, Jabberjaw, who I think maybe not was, a ripoff. I don't I know. I think Jabberjaw was male, but now Jabberjaw is female. Um, but Weird. Jabberjaw is one of the employees of Magilla. It's her and a, a wolf girl, I think. Uh, who, like, like the, the wolf girl is, you know, like she's working there, but generally doesn't seem interested in anything that's going on. Um, and Jabberjaw is, like, trying to do a good job, but also constantly getting distracted by her own, like, interests and side projects and stuff. So, you know, there's a bunch of episodes about them. Um, I don't know, it, it's, I didn't pay the closest attention to the show, but it's pretty fun. It's just like a background thing. Um, you know, there's like there's an episode where I can't remember her name the, the the girl bear from the hospital. She is like working her ass off trying to do like everything people are asking her to do all the time, and then she gets home to relax and finds oh no she's part of a book club and she didn't have time to read the book and her friends are all about to talk about the book so she invents a device that turns people into jello 
and she turns all of her friends into jello so she'll have time to read the book but then everybody else just comes to her door you know like one by one like hey i need your help with this and she's a bam turn you into jello and she turns everyone into jello and like three years pass and every you know the whole world is like falling <laughs> apart but she finishes reading the book and now she has to develop a way to turn people back from being jello <laughs> that's so, so stupid yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah no it's cute weird fun show there's two seasons yeah. of it so far. Oh, and then, uh, shit, what, let's see, there's, there's like a gang of cats, uh, led by Top Cat, and sometimes there's like episodes about them. Um, Is that the Chattanooga cats? <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's Top Cat, and he's like, street gang, and they're always trying to, uh, come up with the like, cons to trick people. Um, there's, Daddy. um, I think his name's Peter Potamus. He's like a hippo who dresses like a jungle explorer. Um, he's... <laughs> Wait, is that the one that's in Harvey Birdman? It, probably. <laughs> I, I think so. In this show, he is like a big anime nerd. Um, anytime of they need course. a like nerdy character to say something nerdy, it's him. And <laughs> yeah, so like one of the episodes, Top Cat and his street gang get chased out of their... Um, you know, whatever street alleyway that they, you know, it's like their gang hideout by a rival gang. Oh, they're alley cats. Yeah, yeah, they're alley cats, and there's like a rival gang led by a lion that takes over the alley, and they get chased out, so they end up crashing at Peter Potamus's place, and there's a whole thing of, like, one of the cats finds that Peter Potamus has, like, an anime girl pillow, uh, which looks like a cat girl. And she's very confused at first, looking at this, like, cat anime girl. Um, but then every shot afterwards, she's, like, you know, as, as they're all, like, sitting around his bedroom talking about what they're going to do next, she's always holding the cat girl pillow <laughs> in every shot. <laughs> That's so stupid. I love it. Um, and then... W wouldn't that be, like, really offensive? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Um, and then, like, if they were actual cat people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, they're like the cartoon, like cats that walk around on two legs, and this one looks like a human but with little cat ears. Nice. Um, but yeah, and then the mayor is um, ah, uh, the the blue dog. Um, can't remember his name. Really bad with the names. Huckleberry uh, Hound? Yeah. yeah. Huckleberry Hound is the mayor, and, you know, he, he just does his whole Huckleberry Hound talking slow stuff. Uh, there's Jade, one Jade, I have a very serious question. Yeah? Do I know too many Hanna-Barbera characters? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, if you grew up watching Boomerang, you yeah. know them. I mean, I... I did. <clears throat> I'm just having a lot of brain farts today, so I can't remember the names of them, but... Um, but yeah, because the like Huckleberry Hound, there there is an episode in I think season two, where he wants to do a movie about the town as a way of celebrating the town and promoting the town, and ends up getting Yogi to like write and star and direct in the movie, and Yogi turns it into this like giant like sci-fi epic 
you know, everyone in town is, like, building sets for it, and things are, you know, budgets are ballooning out of control. And it ends up leading to a big anime-style fight where, like, they actually switch the art style into anime as the fight scene's happening. Of Huckleberry Hound confronting Yogi about how the budget's going out of control, but, you know, it goes into an anime fight. They're, like, talking Japanese... You know, Yogi is like a big muscular super villain, and Huckleberry Hound is there in like samurai armor, and um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, ah, what's that? I think there's another character. Oh, and then like Snagglepuss shows up in a few episodes. All right, I'm watching the Jellystone anime fight scene. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> Brown Wolf posted it a while ago, but I had no context for it, so it's like, it was kind of funny, but it's funnier when you have the context of the whole episode. <laughs> why, why does Yogi Bear look like a Thundercats ripoff? Because it's a cliche sci-fi movie that he's creating, <laughs> in which he's like a superhero space hero, but... You know, from Huckleberry's perspective, he's gone way overboard and become a supervillain. And now he looks like a JoJo character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a weird pompadour that he decided he needed as a space action hero. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Mm. And now they're squaring off. Oh, he has a sword now. Yep. They're screaming. They're anime screaming at each other. Yeah. Oh. oh, Captain Caveman is the cameraman. Cool. Oh, oh yep. Yeah, yeah. He's he's around in a lot of the episodes too. <clears throat> I love this art style. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a lot of the characters in it are like fairly big and recognizable, but then there's some like the Flintstones get referenced a lot in background gags, but they don't show up in the show as actual characters. Yeah, I, I feel like Flintstones is almost always its own thing. Um, mm. Aside from that one time um, Fred was in <laughs> The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that episode? I haven't. I've seen only a, like a couple episodes of Grim Adventures. They they just find like Fred Flintstone frozen in a block of ice, um, and then they unfreeze him. And it's, but instead of acting like Fred Flintstone, he just acts like a random caveman, like going crazy and attacking people and stuff. Um, and comedy uh, follows. Um, and then, at at some point, like like after he's already like, you know, torn up half the town, and I think Grim's trying to kill him. Um, just like, y- you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Put me back in the ice or some shit like that. Mm. And then um, the episode ends. Yeah, I was looking. I think last week, because there was. Uh... And, uh, like a made-for-cartoon network TV movie of Flintstones. It came out in like 2001, and apparently it's never been released on DVD or streaming or like anywhere outside of the one time it showed on Cartoon Network. Huh. It, was, it was called The Flintstones on the Rocks, 
and it uh, had like a you know that that kind of like early two thousands art style where it's you know like, oh, is that strange it, looking? Is that that like semi adult one that was supposed to air on Adult Swim? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because I remember it getting promoted a lot, and I remember when it came out. And then I started watching it, and then my parents turned it off because the humor was too adult. Yeah. Uh, so I was interested in tracking it down, but I, I, there's probably a version out there on the internet somewhere, but <clears throat> it would be someone's recording off the TV because it has not been released in any format since it came out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's technically lost media because, like, People know that copies exist, but I don't know if it's ever actually been released. Yeah, no, because I, I looked into it, and it wasn't, you know, th- there's no DVD, there's no Blu-ray, there's no streaming. Um, so, yeah, it's just people's recorded copies, I guess. And uh, I guess it's not even that bad, so, you know, there's like, people who have fond memories of it, but... I mean, I think it was like Family Guy levels of humor, or, or like yeah. rudeness. Yeah, I mean, since I'd seen the beginning, all I know is it started off with um, Fred and Wilma go to like couples therapy because they're like contemplating divorce and have some kind of relationship issue, and then I guess that spirals off into whatever madcap adventures they go on to fix their marriage. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it um, not too long ago, like maybe a year or two ago, and I'm, I I learned about it, and then um, I probably forgot about it until you just brought it up. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's just one of those things that I have vague memories of, and it'd be interesting to try to fill in the rest of those memories by finding out what it was I didn't see as a kid. Yeah, you you know what's what's weird is that when I was like, I don't know, I had to be like in my young teens, and I like for some reason like some basic cable station played an anime movie, and I had no idea what it was until like five years ago <clears throat> when I found out it was Gunsmith Cats, mm. <laughs> which. Uh, I should watch that again. That was it's crazy violent and i think if i remember right like kind of sexual but um mm. anyway <laughs> yeah i mean like dragon ball is another one of those things where like as a kid i you know i watched enough cartoon network that i saw the ads for it and i had friends who watched it who told me about how majin buu turned people into candy and ate them which sounded really weird and a little creepy um because I, you know, hadn't seen it in context and didn't know how ridiculous it was. Um, it's just like, oh, he yeah. eats people. Ew. It was like Hannibal Lecter, um, who I also hadn't seen until like college. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, because yeah, like I, so I'd heard that and I'd seen like commercial, like I'd seen commercials that showed stuff with Majin Buu, and I'd seen commercials for. You know, when they aired, like, some of the movies, like, I think Tree of Might was aired on Cartoon Network, and my brain conflated those two things, so I was surprised when I finally saw Tree of Might that Majin Buu wasn't in it. 
because it's oh, yeah, you know, that was... a whole other era of yeah that that was like early yeah, Trium, Dragon Ball Z. Trium Might is like the third movie, so it's yeah. around the time of like the Nappa Vegeta stuff. Yeah, that was that was definitely like Saiyan era. Um, yeah. I mean the the timeline doesn't really work because they they're not in the same. Yeah, timeline, but like but, the movies, you can you know feel like yeah. what time in the anime this was written around because it's like playing with ideas from that time yeah like a, a, a lot of times like the the type of enemy will like coincide with um where it falls in the dragon ball timeline like uh the first one with uh, uh dead zone with um garlic jr yeah that one is basically just the raditz story except with garlic jr instead of raditz right but it's the whole thing of gohan gets kidnapped and goku and piccolo have to go rescue him yeah it's 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 basically taking it takes like lore from dragon ball instead of dragon ball z it just changes it around yeah um kami's there (laughs) Uh, Mm. see what, what was the next one um earth's strongest where they they yeah. fight the scientist with the the robot people. Mm. Yeah, which is just like pulling from the pulling original from Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball again. Yeah. Yeah. But with then the I think it's Tree of Might. Yeah. Um yeah, Tree which of is Might where they have different Because you've got turtles yeah. and I, maybe I don't remember if he had any accomplices, but he I was the main so. one who's just evil Goku. Like they the, couldn't the even weird be bothered one. to change his hair. He's just Goku <laughs> with the eye patch. Yeah, I, I I always thought that was weird, even for Dragon Ball, to just have somebody that looks exactly like Goku. <laughs> yeah. But was not in a, at all related to Goku. Yeah. Aside from the fact that he was a Saiyan. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's pirate Goku. <laughs> I thought Luffy was pirate Goku. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, he doesn't look like him. Um, there's a there's a Dragon Ball Z thing I did earlier in the week, but I forgot what it was. I don't think I played any games, so I don't remember. Mm. You just had a good oh. Dragon Ball dream. No, it, it was it was because I named um, I named the Pokemon Broly. That's what it was. Oh right. <laughs> I named I named the Pan Sage Broly because he's a He's a broccoli monkey, mm. which is exactly what <laughs> Broly is. Yeah, but he wouldn't get nearly <laughs> as big as Broly. No, but he he will. Um, he'll he'll turn into a stoner. He'll turn into a weed monkey. <laughs> okay, so he's chill, Broly. <laughs> I guess he still wants a carrot, though. Mm. How does he feel about crying babies? Um, hates him. Wants to destroy every single one. Mm. Uh, did we finish all thoughts of all previous? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, were we going to keep trying to remember all thirteen of the Dragon Ball movies before Super? I know oh, there were thirteen okay. because I have all the box sets, but I don't. I guess four was Tree of cooler. Might, Lord Slug. Oh, Lord Slug. So it was Cooler's Revenge. It was like five or six. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cooler's Revenge and then Cooler's Re Revenge. Yeah, Cooler's Revengeance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's the first one where Cooler looks super cool, and then there's the second one where Cooler just looks like Silver Frieza. Yeah. He's he's Metal Sonic. Yeah. Um Or maybe Silver <laughs> Silver the Hedgehog, whatever his name is. Um uh, are are we gonna remember all the movies? Because I, 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 I don't know. I mean, and then it's just this fights and stuff, and then eventually the one with Janemba and the Jelly Bean Dimension and um, <laughs> Broly's re return, Bio Broly, Trunks and Goten beat up Hitler. <laughs> Because they put Hitler in a Dragon Ball movie as like a cartoon enemy for them to fight. There's there's so many terrible things in Dragon Ball, and I, I'm not even entirely sure that Hitler is the first one. <laughs> That's terrible. I shouldn't even joke about shit like that. Um, uh, so cooler. <laughs> Oh god, we're all dying slowly. Mm. Oh. And the connection's uh, gotten really robot on my end, but, I mean, I can still hear you. It's just, sound got weird. Oh yeah, Super Android 13. Oh, yep. Yeah, with his trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the Dragon Ball Z abridged version of that, where it... They do the scene from Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader gets his helmet put on. <laughs> mm. uh, um, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, because the last one was the one with the guy with the dragon flute and there was Bojack. another dragon or something. And it wasn't Not bad, but I don't remember much beyond that. At least it wasn't, you know, just a two-hour-long fight scene like most of the other movies. Yeah, but Bo- Bojack was the end of uh, the cell, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I forget. I forget the rest. Oh, there was the um the the one that that. Um, they turn into a Christmas movie you know, on the mm. abridged version, uh, and that's literally the only reason I know it. Mm. The abridged um, Mecha Santa. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I forget. It's not important. Um, most Dragon Ball Z movies really aren't that good. Mm. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, the the old ones mostly just are there to fill time and space. Yeah. Um, like the super Dead ones Zone. are pretty fun. Dead Zone, I think, is pretty good. Mm. Um, after that, they just kind of get formulaic. Um, yeah, like I remember the Bojack one feeling decent. Like feeling like there were like some stakes to it in a way that yeah. most of the other ones don't. Don't really. Like, I, I think I might like Dead Zone just because it's like the best it, the best animation that Dragon Ball Z ever got until like the super movies. Mm. 
because they're they're usually not like the 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 show is never like super well animated, right? Mm. Um, like there there are moments, but it, it's never really consistent. Mm. Um, like so, some of the movies are, depending on which one. But like that Dead Zone. Yeah, really oh, yeah. Like the way it looks. Yeah, I think we skipped over that there were three Broly movies in the yeah. middle. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 th- those go without saying, right? Like, yeah. Broly, Broly returns or some shit. And yeah, then the Broly, Broly, and then Broly comes back, and then there's some weird blob that they say is Broly in the third one. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if it, if, it has, if it has visually nothing to do with Broly, is it really Broly? Mm hmm. Is that the one with Videl? Where probably. She's, like, probably useless in it because she can't actually fight at the level of any of the other characters. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. So, should I talk about Deadpool Samurai Volume 2? Which sure. I read more than a week ago, but I have it here with me so I can remember what happened by looking through it. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this one... Uh, I talked about Volume 1 a few episodes ago. Um, it's Deadpool goes to Japan, uh, on Captain America's request to lead a team of superheroes, and they end up fighting Loki, um, who is, like, the overarching villain of this series. Um, and his teammates that he makes along the way, the Sakura Spider, who... Most of the jokes are about how she is a blatant knockoff of Spider-Man. Um, nice. And there's a like pop idol character who is secretly um, like partnered with a Venom-style symbiote. So, yeah, th- those are his main teammates. And at the end of the first volume, um, Thanos shows up and seemingly kills Deadpool. Um, which is where Volume 2 picks up, um, as Thanos is doing his Thanos thing, and then Deadpool is there, and he is alive, and he's fine, because, like, four months have passed since the last volume came out, so he's had time to regenerate. So that's funny. Um, and let's see, they fight... But it's actually a distraction because he's counting on the Venom symbiote to take out Thanos. But then Thanos just punches it into the ground. Um, yeah. Venom is not um, immune to punches. Yeah. I'll have to clip a lot of silence this episode as I figure out what in this is funny to talk about. Uh, I mean, it's it's all, you know, a lot of Deadpool-style jokes, so it's funny to read, but translating that into um, podcast form is a little more difficult without going full weekly manga recap and just reading you everything that happens on the page. Um, okay, let's see. Thanos punches Deadpool through the stomach, which, of course, isn't going to kill Deadpool because he's Deadpool, but it does make a funny gag where... Deadpool says, oh, that's a lot of ink. It's going to show through on the other side of the page. And you flip the page, and the page is covered in so much ink that you can't read the you know, text bubbles. Because 
Uh, and also Deadpool can't, you know, Thanos says something, Deadpool can't read it because ink dripped all over it from uh, inking through the page. Nice. And then Sakura Spider tries to be heroic and fend off Thanos while Deadpool and uh, Venom Girl escape. Um, but then Deadpool teams up with the Venom symbiote and they do like a big multi-page transformation thing. Um, and then I think, uh, it'd be, it'd be funny if, uh, Deadpool wore the, um, the Venom symbiote and he just turned into like a, a sexy anime girl for no reason. Nah, he, oh uh, yeah, he, he turns into like a Venom version of Deadpool, um, which looks super cool. And then he goes to attack Thanos and Thanos just one punches him into the ground. Um, but then, nice. so I'd forgotten, I guess in volume one, Hulk showed up at one point and Hulk is still around. So he goes to fight Thanos and Thanos one punches Hulk into the ground. So, um, then Deadpool takes out his like pocket pager to call Captain Marvel because this thing is full of so many references to either like MCU movies or the Deadpool movies. Um, and so he sends the signal, but ends up pushing the wrong button, and instead of sending it to Captain Marvel, it sends it to All Might from, uh, um, My Hero (laughs) Academia. So, so All Might shows up and beats the shit out of Thanos, um, (laughs) because he's Japan's greatest superhero, and, um... And then he leaves. Uh, also, it wasn't like regular Thanos. It was one of the clones of Thanos because that's a whole thing in the comics. Did he have a Thanos copter? Uh, he doesn't. No, but no. pretty much any Thanos that isn't written by the original creator, um, Jim Starlin, is a clone of Thanos. Which is how he writes off um, any of the stupid stuff that Thanos does when he's not writing him. Um, is, is MCU Thanos a Thanos clone? Um, I guess that remains to be seen. It's a thing that they could do, but it would probably annoy people to, you know, like they've already kind of rendered all the Infinity Stones pointless with Loki. How, you know the the time police have all these stones and like yeah they're, they're nothing um to also make thanos completely useless I, I don't know if they would do that um why wouldn't they return the stones to their proper timeline um uh, well maybe the timeline's got wiped out so if they purge a timeline they can just keep the stones from it I guess uh, I don't exactly. Maybe get that's why the stones don't work because their timeline's gone. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, then Loki shows up, but it's just an illusion. But it, you know, it's he sent the illusion. Um, and turn. Let's see. And uh, Deadpool calls up Iron Man, or. Maybe Iron Man calls Deadpool, I'm not sure. Um, whatever. They're setting up for a big superhero, supervillain fight, because Loki has gathered all the supervillains on Mount Fuji. Um, 
whole tragic backstory for Sakura Spider and her trying to sympathize with Deadpool, even though he's acting like a... Did her senpai die? Um... (laughs) Nah, don't, she's mostly, like, she doesn't know what to make of Deadpool, because he's not taking anything seriously, but she suspects he's got some kind of tragic backstory, like maybe his wife died when he failed to protect her in Deadpool 2, and, um, <laughs> so that's why he's clowning around to not hide how worried he is that other people will die on his watch. I like to think she specifically said, <laughs> like, like when your wife died in Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much a direct, you know, drawing of that scene. Um, in the in the hit film Deadpool Two, made by Twentieth Century Fox, mm. before they were bought by Disney. <laughs> yeah. Also, they said like they're working on Deadpool three now, and I guess the movie's going to be about him adapting to crossing over into the MCU. Like it's the same version of Deadpool; he's just going to be meta about how he's being pulled into another universe. So does that mean he won't be able to um, make any jokes about Hugh Jackman anymore? He he probably will. I mean, from what they're saying, they're you know still aiming for an R rating, still not holding back on any of the jokes they want to do and they have like marvel's support in that so yeah i think they can still because that makes money what they want yeah so okay so anyway oh uh, you were saying i said i guess well like a pg-13 deadpool might also make more money so i don't know yeah maybe i mean Marvel movies already make so much money they can afford to have a smaller audience for one of them. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess people already know who Deadpool is, so like they know what they're getting into. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool 1 and 2 released as R ratings, and they still made a shitload of money. So, and especially if they <clears throat> keep the, the budget for the movie itself as low as those first two were, then they'll definitely make their money back. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't have to put as much special effects stuff in there as the other, like, uh, big tentpole movies have. Yeah, I mean, for for all the crazy shit that occasionally happens in the Deadpool movies, a lot of it is just, like, two people on screen acting against each other Yeah, for a lot of the movie. Yeah, I, I want to say those movies, they made them for, like, under $100 million. Um Oh, where that's, you know most that's Morbius prices. Yeah, yeah. No, they just had a good script. Um, yeah, and and uh, an actor who was perfect for the role. Yeah. Um. So they have like a team moment thing of Deadpool making burnt chimichangas for everyone, and then oh, second the, ch- the chimichanga joke just never gets old, does it? Yeah. Yeah, same for the you know, Deadpool liking dubstep joke. They do that whole bit of you know, when he's fighting Thanos. He's like, "Do you like dubstep?" And Thanos goes, "Dubstep is trash," um, because it's just the whole cable bit from Deadpool Two. They ripped the whole thing off. Um, except it's in a vision. You know, it's a comic book medium, so there's not even going to be dubstep playing during the fight. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> and then Sakura Spider does the kind of dramatic thing before they're about to head off into a fight, and then she turns and gets hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, she gets hit by a bus, but she's you know she's on the ground, but she's like, no, I'm okay. I I can uh, recover from this. And then she gets run over by a car. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so mean to Sakura Spider? <laughs> they just they, they knew they were writing her out before the big fight scene, <laughs> so she just, she gets hit by a bus, and then she gets hit by a car. Um, so she's got some broken bones, but otherwise she's still alive and fine enough that like she's recovering in hospital for the rest of the the comic. <laughs> Where's her fucking spider sense? <laughs> I guess it turned off at that moment. I don't know. Um, it's immune to buses. Yeah, because then they go to Mount Fuji where Loki's got his army of like all kinds of major villain characters. And Deadpool shows up and big fight scene. Um, a lot of meta references to how hard it is to draw a big fight scene like this. Um, Gravitron shows up uh, make a joke about how he was a minor villain on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then he flips the page upside down using his gravity powers so the next page is upside down and nice. then Deadpool gets knocked into the ground and does a Yamcha pose in a crater um, you showed me that one that was great yeah yeah, I saw Yamcha pose um, yeah Yamcha pose is a meme that will never die, by the way. Mm. Um, and then Captain America and the Avengers show up because Sakura Spider called them in to help. Um, so, yeah, so it's Cap, Hawkeye, Iron Man, and Black Widow are there. Um, and more fighting... Uh, Hulk comes back in, and Loki runs off, because he doesn't want to get beat up by Hulk. Um, and then Deadpool tracks Loki down into the woods, where he's set up a portal to another universe, which he uses to bring in that universe's version of Deadpool um, to fight Deadpool, because he offered to pay him enough money. Um <laughs> Yes, so Deadpool and Deadpool fight for a bit and both do meta things at each other. Um, until um, Deadpool tells uh, the other universe, Deadpool, that the Avengers paid him a lot more money than Loki is willing to pay this Deadpool. So he flips sides and they fight Loki together. And uh, then the Avengers come in, and Loki reveals that he wants to destroy Japan because he is angry that his brother Thor got obsessed with anime and doesn't want to, you know, <laughs> hang out with him anymore or do any of their usual Thor-Loki shenanigans, and is trying to get him to watch anime with him instead. <laughs> so. <laughs> So because Thor became a big weeb, Loki is mad and he wants to destroy Japan. Um, I mean, fair. And and then, so they are about to take down Loki, and then it 
shows that the entire comic has been written by Deadpool, and he goes to the Shueisha office to um, try to convince the editor there to publish it. And so then there's a lot of, like, mix of comic art and photographs of him talking to the uh, like editors at Jump and the editors at Marvel, and gets them to agree to publish his comic uh, apparently after killing one of the editors because there's a big red stain on his manuscript um well, i mean he might have just tripped and cut himself yeah well he says he it's ketchup know. so maybe he's right and it is just ketchup yeah maybe he ate a, a burger or something and he just spilled the ketchup on it yeah that's believable yeah and yeah, and this is a bonus manga after, but that that is uh, Deadpool Samurai. Uh, final panel is him flying off into space like Sailor Moon, doing that whole pose. Nice. Mm. He he has to wear the skirt though, or else it it, it doesn't no, count. No, it's just the pose. Um, uh, lame. And then there is an ad at the back that I'm interested. Is there's another? I guess comic, but it looks like it's not like manga shaped. It's like nine panel square comic thing. Um, it's called Marvel Meow, and it is about um, Captain Marvel's pet cat, who in the comics is named Chewy. Um, but it it's just like a bunch of comic strip style comics about the <laughs> antics of Captain Marvel's cat. Does the cat have superpowers? I don't know in the comics version if the cat can eat things with its tentacle mouth or not. Because I want the cat to have superpowers. Mm. I, w- I, want, I want the cat to scratch um, Samuel L. Jackson's face. Mm. Yeah, I'm and that's why he's Nick Fury. surprised that cat hasn't come back yet in anything. Maybe they're saving it for secret invasion. He already threw up the thing, so... Yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but, I mean, it's Marvel. They don't drop characters for that long. Unless they Um, kill them. And even then, they'll find a way to bring them back. I don't know. The Master hasn't been back yet. (laughs) (laughs) Or, wait, is that his name? I forget. Uh, the leader. Yeah, the leader. That's right. The master is the guy from Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> and probably other things, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, well, we, we got back the guy who... Uh, Dirtpool. Who, hmm, what about... Uh, I think we got our wires crossed there a little for a bit. second. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, they, oh, they did bring back the guy who couldn't make a technology as good as Tony Stark, because he's not yeah, Tony Stark. In a cave. Yeah. With a box of scraps. Yeah. Yeah, we got that guy back. Yep. Um, where is the, the waitress from the end of Avengers? She hasn't come back yet. Uh, would you recognize her if she had? Yes. Okay. That is 
um, a very famous voice actor. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize the waitress. Yeah. What's her name? Ashley Johnson? Or something like that. Like, fairly generic name, but... Mm. Um, I mean, we did get Captain America's beard that he was covering up in that shawarma scene, but didn't he <laughs> actually true. had it in Infinity War? Do you think he had the beard because of the shawarma, or do you think that was just a, a coincidence? Um, in universe, could be. I mean, out of universe, it was just that they filmed that scene much later, and he was preparing for another role. Do Do they just not shave in Wakanda? Oh, you mean in Infinity War? Um, oh yeah, I, I was just bullshitting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get. I don't know. When he went to Wakanda. He figured he doesn't have to keep shaving anymore because who cares? The only razors they have are made out of uh, vibranium, mm. so they kept cutting his face. <laughs> Wait, if, if you're a super soldier, like, is your hair like super strong? Like, can you use, like, a regular razor to cut it? I mean, it doesn't seem like he is, like, Superman levels of invulnerable. It's like, he's, yeah, he I, still I gets mean, cut like, and he still bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> there, Batman, you don't even have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, like, um, stronger and faster than a regular human, but he still has all the regular human weaknesses. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you ever listened to that Marvin Gaye album. Um, didn't you listen to it at the end of Winter Soldier? He might have. I, like I think he, he was he was did. like playing it for Falcon in the hospital at the end of Winter that's, Soldier. That's, that's probably right. I don't I don't remember all the specific shit. I don't know um, if he followed anymore. up on any of the other things that he had written on that page that was, you know, different things depending what country you saw the page in. Did he watch Star Wars? Um, Did he watch Turkish Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he ever made a reference to Star Wars, so we don't have a way to confirm that. Um, yeah, I think the only other reference to Star Wars is in, is from Spider-Man. Yeah, it's mostly Peter Parker referencing it and everybody else being like, what, you saw that 80s movie? <laughs> Which I get, maybe in the MCU universe, people just don't care about Star Wars because superheroes are real. So liking I mean, Star Wars super- is like an extremely nerdy thing. Superheroes weren't real until like 2008 though. Yeah, so. well, Captain Marvel was around. And Ant-Man was around. Well, they were all kind of secret, but... Yeah. They didn't they, become public no, until 2008. There are no billionaires out there um, <laughs> telling the world that they were Iron Man. Mm. No, Howard Stark um, was more secretive about that. Although, like, yeah. Captain America was known and popular enough to have trading cards. Yeah, but also... It's kind of ambiguous if everybody knew he was, like, a, a super-powered. Mm. Because he was kind of just, like, a propaganda tool at first. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I like, I guess the, like, the army knew he had superpowers, but I don't know if anybody else did. 
Yeah, and it's kind of one of those things that it keeps getting retconned as they add more superheroes to the timeline, how yeah. much people were aware of superheroes before Iron Man. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if when they make the Fantastic Four movie, they say the Fantastic Four were superheroes back in the 60s. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Like, they... Although they could write that off and say, like, oh yeah, they, they were superheroes, and then they went off into space, and they got their powers, and then they just stayed in space. And that's why we I, never I saw find... them after. I find that especially since the the shows have been coming out, the MCU timeline has gotten so much more convoluted. Mm. Um, yeah, a mix of the shows coming out and the pandemic scrambling the original release schedule. So they had to like yeah. reshoot scenes from No Way Home to have it make sense for that to come out before Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Anyway... Um, mm. I also think Doctor Strange Doctor Strange 2 is on Disney Plus now uh, and to promote oh. it Bruce Campbell did a tweet of a, like a mock up of his cameo character as a Marvel Legends action figure uh, Pizza <laughs> Papa with his pizza nice. balls and his alternate face of his like bruised face from having punched himself repeatedly <laughs> I need I need to watch I need to watch that then because mm. that that's pretty much the only Marvel thing. Well, that that uh, Moon Knight and Shang Chi are the only ones that I'm like half interested in that I haven't seen yet. Mm. Like Hawkeye and what other shows? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> recently, post Far From Home for movies, there's been Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals. Yeah. And Doctor Strange. And for shows, there's been WandaVision, Falcon, um, Cold Boy. Loki, Hawkeye, um, uh, Moon Knight, and currently Ms. Marvel. Yeah. And What If. Right. Which is technically... It, in it, it, canon yeah it, it's animated but it's still part of the same continuity yeah and all, and then there's like you know daredevil and all that stuff might might be being retconned back in we'll see where they land on that and i, I think that's the assumption from having um daredevil and spider-man right yeah and kingpin shows up in hawkeye right so it, it seems like it is those same characters, and they're probably going to say that there's not enough, you know, issue to prevent putting Daredevil back into the timeline and just say, yeah, it's yeah. all that stuff. Like, it was originally made with the idea that it was part of the timeline anyway, and it doesn't do anything so earth-shattering that it can't still be part of the timeline. Yeah, like I said, though, that was when the timeline was a lot less full. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it, but it's I mean, like I, comics. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens, and it doesn't all make sense when you really think about it. Yeah. See that that's kind of what I don't like is that it's getting more like comics where there's just too much going on to keep track of it all. Yeah. So it it feels like every everything kind of feels less significant. Yeah. As a result. 
yeah. but like you, you, you like they're they're still not standalone enough that you can just take them all at face value like you still you're still supposed to know what's going on and everything yeah i mean I, i'd say any of the shows or pretty much any of the projects they if you watch it without having watched anything else it would probably still make enough sense that like, you can follow what's going on with these characters like maybe you don't know what they're referring to when they talk about a thing that happened in the past but on their own you can still understand what's going on it's just you have to see all of it to see how these connections work um but even then because it's not clear what their long-term plan is trying to see the big picture is just kind of a mess because who knows what the big picture is right now yeah and like i find for me it also it doesn't help that you know like up through phase three it was all movies and they all you know got release like home release dvd blu-ray etc so i could you know keep track of what was going on because i just look at my shelf and collection and see okay yeah so we had these five happened and that was that first arc and then there's these four and then there's you know these eight um and they still do that with movies but all the disney plus shows don't get released on home media so the only way for me to remember that those even happened is to either remember that they happened or like look on disney plus and i have to scroll through disney plus to see what happened what things have happened and what order did they happen in and like and for me streaming services feel like a replacement for movie rentals it doesn't feel like i own any of that stuff it's just like you know if i would stream something it's like this is just something i'm gonna watch to kill time it's like i don't need to own it and i i you know like it so it just like everything on streaming feels less real in a way so it's harder to keep track of what they've done because a bunch of it is like digital only and could at any point just disappear aside from bootlegs because they haven't made it available outside of their app their app is yeah. the only way to ever watch it I don't know, like, I, it, obviously I'm just, like, not huge into the MCU anymore, mm. just, like, in general, but, I don't know, like, I still enjoy individual things. Yeah. Um, it's like, even, even No Way Home, like, I enjoyed watching it in a theater with a bunch of people, like, the, you know, the second or third day it was out, right? Yeah. But, I feel like if I sat down and watched it again, that... <laughs> be like okay this is all just this is all just stuff happening on screen for a movie audience to yell about like mm. i don't think any of this really matters yeah <laughs> like like no way home i feel like you know it, it's gotten worse on repeated viewings but it's really gonna depend on what happens next for this version of spider-man because it feels incomplete to end his story by saying and now nobody remembers him like that that's a terrible character arc be unless, yeah um, it, it, if the intent is like 
So we just wasted your time for six years, and now we're starting over, and he's gonna do some real Spider-Man stuff, because it wasn't real when he had rich friends, and it's more real when he has no friends and no money, and uh, just a homemade costume and a dream for the future. And yeah, Can't wait until he gets evicted on screen. Yeah, so, like, until... We see what the follow-up is. Like, how are they playing... You know, the Spider-Man's life has just been getting worse with every movie. Um, how are they going to... Like, what, what kind of story are they going to tell going forward with this? Until I see that, I, I just don't really like No Way Home. Because of the way it ended. Up until then, it was fine. But... but yeah, yeah, I like... I, I, I mostly just feel like it's a bunch of like just very fan servicey scenes. Like, mm. like that, like they're cool. I like it. Like I like seeing the other Spider Man, um, but I don't, I don't think there's much to it beyond that. Yeah, it's so, it's no Spider Verse. No. God no. Um. Yeah. Um, hey Jade. Mm-hmm. Um, a game was announced recently. Okay. Um, it was Dragon Dog Dragon's Dogma Two, and I'm very excited. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, double the dragons and double the dogma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, double the dragons is already a thing, but double the dogma now that's original. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have two separate you, dogmas I, and they're competing. What's that? I'm going to have two dogmas and they have to fight each other. Oh, yeah. For supremacy. <laughs> hey, Jade. Mm. Dogma balls. <laughs> <laughs> so what What does dog mean as a verb in that context? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny either way. Mm. Um, hey Jade, I forgot what Pokemon evolves into Magcargo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slugma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work if I say it wrong. <laughs> Slug. Um, yeah, I, I lost it. Anyway, I really like Dragon's Dog. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad a second game is coming out, even though it's probably not going to come out for like two years. Mm. Um, do you have any idea what Dragon's Dogma is? <laughs> um, I remember asking after, I mean, either after or before, around the time they announced two, like what one even was, and it was explained and. Uh, let's see. Okay, so it's like fantasy monster hunter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. It, it's uh, it's right. an action RPG, like high high fantasy medieval mm. like action RPG. Um, the the story is um, you're just a random person. You get to create your own character. The character creator is pretty great. Mm. 
for the time anyway it means 10 years old mm. uh, i should probably look and see if monster factory did an episode on it they they might have i mean it's pretty it's a pretty extent well the thing is uh everything is preset like there it's there's no sliders so they might not have been able to get crazy enough with it to, oh. like for their liking mm. Um, but yeah, um, so you're just minding your own business in your fishing village and then a giant fuck off dragon just pops out of the sky from a, a sky portal, um, and then attacks your village and then you're like the only one that tries to fight it, mm. even though like you have no chance of winning. And it hates the whole town. Yeah. Basically, he specifically burninates several people. Mm. Um, All your parents and family, I assume, so you can be an orphan on a fantasy adventure. Yeah, I mean, your parents are never brought up. They might have been burninated years ago. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's always dragons popping out of portals to kill parents (laughs) in this kind of world. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does happen like every 50 years or so. Um, Wait, you're 50 years old? No, uh, se- separate people oh. whose parents get burninated. Okay. Um, so the dragon kills you. <laughs> the end. You try to fight the dragon. Game over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you die in a cutscene at the start of the game. <laughs> you create another character. <laughs> you create another character. This is the real hero. <laughs> Has a game ever done that? Because that's gold. I mean, uh, I want to say Deltarune did something like that, where it's like you start the game and they present you with a character creator, and you make a character. It's like, good job, we're throwing this character out. And then it goes to you as whatever character it is you're playing in the real world of that game before you end up going into like a D&D world within the world, and that's where you play the character you've created. Uh weird i it's like they set it up and then they pretend that it's not gonna matter and then it turns out it does matter there there needs to be a game that has a character creator like that and they lock out any of the choices you made on the first character Mm. (laughs) so so like if you made a character that was six foot five uh then the second character you make can't be six foot five yeah i mean Um, metal gear solid five had the thing of um you're like in a hospital bed as snake and they show you a mirror and they say we need you to design a new face because we need to hide your identity so you do a character creator thing you make a face and then your face is solid snake and yeah but then it turns out the twist is that the face you designed is the person who got turned into this you know surgically modified clone of snake right. to pretend to be snake for the next 40 hours of game before finding out that you're not actually snake and then they use your created character in multiplayer i think yeah yeah i never played multiplayer it's not that good no nah, it sounded like it's just the kind of thing where like you spent all this time building up your base and now people are gonna raid it and trash everything yeah well, like, I, I just meant, like, the direct competitive multiplayer, oh. which is just a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you um, got killed by a dragon. 
Yeah, and the dragon was like, okay, like, I know I killed you and everything, but you're, like, the only one with any balls around here. So instead of actually killing you, he uh, takes your heart out and eats it. Mm. Um, You don't need that. You got two of them. (laughs) <laughs> like a like a cow. Yeah, I mean, you got two lungs, you got two kidneys, and you got two hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you you wake up um in the destroyed village, and you have a giant scar um on your chest uh from where the dragon tore your heart out with his like. Um, two foot long claw because it's, this this is a pretty large dragon. Um, I, I'm trying to think what I should compare it to. Mm. Um, have you ever seen Dragonheart? I haven't. Um, it, is it like Smaug? You know the Benedict Cumberpatch uh, Hobbit. I, Smaug. I don't remember. Um, what, what's yeah, some other famous dragons we could um, compare it to? Because like I, I watched the Hobbit movies, but I I completely bounced off of them, so I don't remember much about like the dragon scale. Okay, um, I mean, there's How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, it, uh, larger than that. <laughs> well, is, is it as big as the giant dragon in the second one, the dragon that was eating mm, other dragons? I'd say it's about uh, maybe a little over half the size. Okay. Which is still pretty large, Yeah, right? b- big enough to be a big dragon, but not to be a yeah. kaiju dragon. Right, like, um, I'd say that the dragon's head, like, not including the horns, um, the dragon's head is about the size of a person. Is it as like, big like if, as if... Bowser at the end of Yoshi's Island, when he grows big, and he's, like, no. you're throwing giant eggs at him? No, because that... that... That bow- like if you actually look at the landscape, that Bowser is huge. Yeah. <laughs> like massive. Yeah. Like bigger than Godzilla. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the the dragon's head, like if it if it was laying down, um, you know, like snout down, horns up. Uh, That's the way he likes to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Also, we have a title now. <laughs> Here's the thing. I knew I left myself open for that, mm. but I didn't think you would go for it, <laughs> but I'm glad you did. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, it, it's pretty fucking big, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, it's a house-sized dragon. Yeah, so the... Dragon eats your heart, and then you wake up, and, like, you hear the dragon's voice in your head, like, take up arms, Arisen, like, come fight me, bitch, get your heart back. Um, Okay, so he just really wants a challenge. Yeah. He's like, none of these people, like, have any will to fight at all. Like, they're just trying to run away. Like, this motherfucker right here, the, the... the six foot eight foot tall guy mm. <laughs> pink pigtails <laughs> <laughs> finally a, a worthy opponent mm. um 
So yeah, he uh, basically tells you to square up, come get me. Um, and then you you find out that uh, since the dragon comes, like all the monsters, like all the fantasy monsters in the world, uh, get really aggressive. Mm. So in, instead of whatever, like small bands of uh, goblins and stuff were around before, uh, now there's tons of them everywhere. So now it's basically just, you know, action RPG fantasy world for you to go kill monsters in mm. and loot and such. Um, but also now you, as an Arisen, which is the, there's basically like this prophecy this recurring prophecy of dragon comes arisen goes to fight um and since you are the arisen you have to go fight the dragon that's that's how it works you are the hero Mm. right yeah until the twist and i mean what's that until the twist happens oh yeah there is a twist actually Mm. uh but first it turns out you uh, were the dragon all along (laughs) <laughs> i hate that you're right it is <laughs> i mean not 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 te- you're not technically right but you're you're so close mm. um uh, i'll get to that but uh first early game like before you go in your grand adventure and shit um you get to gr- create a pawn which is is just a person who um, basically has no will of their own mm. um, but uh, uh, and they they come from the rift which is just a, 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 a portal it's just a portal with attached to some rocks mm. with, with shiny sigils on them um, and now you've got your very own person who follows you around and fights for you and does not shut the fuck up ever and you can grab two more of them if you want but you don't get to make those. Okay, so you get a whole traveling posse. Your your hype man. Yep. And what what I, what I like is that they specifically said like, yeah, we could have made the AI smarter, but we wanted this to feel like it was like a and d party or an online game. So if we made them smarter, it <laughs> it wouldn't be like you were playing with other people. No, it's I mean, it, you're the hero, so it's the power fantasy that you are the hero and these are your sidekicks who will hype you up everywhere you go and make you feel stronger because you're so much better than they are because they're idiots yeah and i mean like they 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 say that but the the ai does do good enough most of the time i mean as long as the ai doesn't Um, get itself killed it's good enough uh i mean if you're constantly having to save their asses then that's when it gets annoying yeah, in harder fights you do, but like if you're just playing like the the main game, then usually they're they're doing good enough as long as you don't, you know, get super low level pawns for no reason. Mm. Um, or if whoever whoever's pawn it is doesn't teach them the wrong way to play <laughs> for their class, because. The, the weird thing about pawns is that they learn passively, but it's hard to realize exactly how they learn, so nobody actually knows, hmm. except people who play, like, every 
every single day or some shit. Okay. Um, so whatever they do, it's anyway. because they learned it from watching you. Yeah, yeah. Either that, or you you like buy a potion that makes them be a certain way because you can apparently do that. Huh. I, I feel um, like Fable had something like that, where it's like depending on your behaviors, your allies would do things differently or something. Yeah, I it it's with with the the pawn system. It's usually like, okay, if you're playing. A mage and your your pawn is also a mage then he's more likely to pick up your habits like the like which spells you cast against what enemy and stuff like that mm. um but i'm not sure how it works if you're playing a different class like if they don't just don't pick up any habits or stuff like that like i, I really don't know how it works mm. um Outside of like the the pawns attributes attributes would say uh, like what they're more likely to do, but um, those you can kind of manipulate. But anyway, so you go on this uh, you know great fantasy adventure. Um, I'd say dark fantasy adventure because uh, a lot of people die in some and occasionally like really horrible ways. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting um, your hearts ripped out by dragons. No, you're, you're the only one recently that that's happened to. But, I mean, the the whole country is getting raided by monsters because the dragon's here now. Mm. Um, so, you know, you, you do things like a, a hydra attacks the army camp and you cut off one of its heads and you bring it to the duke. <laughs> And the, the Duke's a complete bastard. Um, but you can bang his wife, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> you can totally bang his wife. Mm. And he catches you trying to bang his wife, and he sends you in a dungeon. But later, um, when he sends his wife away, you, you, <laughs> you, you can break her out and then bang her again. Mm. Uh, I can't believe that's in a game, but it is. Um, and, uh, eventually you find out that, okay, so, eventually, you know, you go on this whole adventure, you make it to the dragon, um, and you, he gives you a choice, uh, you could either, you know, fight him and win or lose, or, like, he'll basically grant you a wish, and he tells you that, like, the the duke of this the duke of this area um he wasn't arisen he got to the dragon and he took the dragon's wish which is uh to give up his his wife like his his wife died but he got to you know be a duke and rule over the area mm. um so he gets to be a duke whose wife will cheat on him yeah <laughs> yeah, the 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 duke is fucked up. Mm. Um, so so you yeah, but fight the dragon it, and wish you, to get your heart back. Well, you you can you can actually take the choice to uh, like rule over the land, like become duke, basically. Mm. But it 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 just shows you you on the throne, and then 
it gives you like a game over screen. <laughs> is so, that the only wish you can take, or can you make other wishes? Could, could you just <clears> wish for a cookie, that, and he gives you a cookie? That, that, that's the only one you can take. Uh, because what what happens is like depending on a, a bunch of factors, like the character that is most attracted to you I, I guess you could say it that way the one who has like the most affinity points towards you or whatever mm. gets kidnapped by the dragon and it's supposed to be this big moment like oh no my waifu <laughs> mm. um, it's yeah, like the, okay the person I had the most conversations with so yeah, you keep asking so <laughs> the same thing over and over the, the, the funny thing is like when, when, the, fa- when the game first came out um, the the way affinity points worked is if you talk to a person a lot, like they would really rack up a lot of points. Mm. So the 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 person's beloved at the end of the game was usually like the shopkeeper yeah. or the innkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't go back to that shop anymore. <laughs> or or even worse, uh, like there's this. There's this witch uh, uh, in, in, like, a magical wood um, where, like, her grandma dies, and she's she's just there, and she can, like, make potions. So if you talk to her and make potions a lot, um, she'll be your beloved at the end, but she looks like she's, like, 14. <laughs> so mm. uh, that's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can game the system by just finding some NPC and talk to them over and yeah. over. Like the I, I th- the funniest one is the court jester, mm. who's like four feet tall, and if you keep talking to him, <laughs> he's four feet tall, and all he does is roast you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get him roasted by a dragon, and that's your revenge. Yes. yes. Uh, Okay, so like eventually you make the choice to fight the dragon, right? And you have this huge, um, dramatic boss battle. It's one of my favorite boss battles in any game. Um, you can kind of cheese it, but whatever. It's a video game. Just have fun with it, right? Mm. Um, and then you beat him, and he's like, "Congratulations, Arisen. Um, here's your heart. I'm your father. Um, okay, now now become God." <laughs> So, um, you beat the dragon, you go back home, uh, he gives you your heart back, you, you fuck your beloved by the campfire, uh, which, yeah, that happens. Um, and then you wake up the next morning and find you've turned into a dragon. And the cycle not continues. Not quite yet. <clears throat> now, you go back to the main city, who, who had a giant sinkhole, like, just rise up in the middle of the city, so, you know... Hundreds of people dead. Mm, yep. um, we're all descending. You go the there. Worms. You throw the you throw the kid into the hole because he's annoying. Um, you, you have to do that every time, or else <laughs> yeah. you, you're you're not good at Dragon's Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw anyone who annoys you into the hole. Yeah. Like that's, you have to feed that's the just hole. the rule. <laughs> yes. This is a game of Donut <laughs> County now. You have to keep feeding the hole. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Yeah, so you feed the hole, um, and then you go... <laughs> God, that sounds dirty. Um, <laughs> you feed the hole, and then you go see the duke. And he he turns into what looks like a, a 200-year-old man, because 
he he kind of is a 200 year old man um because mm-hmm. I, like since you beat the dragon all his life got taken away uh yep. because of the deal he made um yep he can't be the dragon and anymore. then and then the 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 soldiers the soldiers all follow you and like the only way you can get away is to jump in the hole so you jump in the hole and then so you can't throw all the soldiers um, in the hole you can but they keep coming mm. like they they well, infinitely spawn and the hole's infinitely hungry yes the the hole is actually infinitely hungry because if you jump in the hole and go to the bottom of the hole you you come out at the top of the hole okay so it's a never ending hole the hole is always hungry 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 holes but everybody uh, you throw in doesn't come out of the top of the hole no they're dead like that kid you threw in he's dead <laughs> he never responds um, never comes back he's no. gone He's been pulled into that container room that's yes. hidden somewhere under the world map where all the dead bodies are stored. <laughs> yeah. All the dead or, assets are moved into that holding area. He's with Rook, who is the, the pawn you get at the beginning, mm. who everybody throws into the lake <laughs> to, to die. Because he, he becomes unuseful very quickly. Um, mm. So, you jump in the hole, you find... You find this um, very old pawn who tells you, like, grab all these, grab all these items. So you grab all the items, you give them to her, and you basically transport it to heaven. Uh, um, and now you have the choice again of whether to run away, or keep going. So you keep going, and you you fight. You're, now you're fighting God, um, and if you lose the fight to God. Then you turn into a dragon, and okay. it 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 mirrors the opening cutscene where the dragon comes out the sky portal. Oh, so, yeah. So, no. so it is a time loop, and you are the dragon, and you have to train yeah. yourself up again to fight God. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 not necessarily a time loop, but it could just be like you're the dragon for another reason. Oh. Yeah, the cycle continues so. until one of them's able to kill God. Yeah, like the 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 cycle is an actual thing, mm. like like a, an actual like tangible thing, as as in like it it's implied that like every every playthrough of Dragon's Dogma is an actual cycle that is like they all happen um, individually, and they just keep going. It's the meat wheel. So, but you is um, there a way you can beat god or is it guaranteed that you're going to become a dragon and just continue no. the the wheel of time no like when when you fight god it's literally just like you you can you can kill him pretty easy um fights against player characters are actually super easy in the game so mm. <laughs> the only way to die against god is if uh you let yourself <laughs> okay because you want the cool it, it's actually the, like oh you're god yeah. now it's actually really anticlimactic because you could just lay him out very quickly. Yeah, because he's um, also another player character. He's the previous yeah. player character who became God. Right. Um. So yeah, you you kill him, and now you're God, and now, uh, 
Now you can like run around the, all the town areas, and um, you get you're to fuck invisible. everybody because you're God. Yeah, you you can kill people if you want. Um, there's no consequences to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way this ends is if you kill yourself. <laughs> Um, because I, like the whole point is that you're, you're like trapped in this never ending, um, cycle. Mm. So the only way out is to kill yourself. And then if you do that, then your, your pawn like inhabits your body and they get a soul of their own. So now your pawn is you and it, it fucks your wife. (laughs) (laughs) And then they get their heart ripped out by the dragon that is another player character. And their adventure begins. Yeah. You got it. They won't reach the end and either become God and get really bored. Or they will become the dragon to continue the cycle. Yeah. So, yep. There it is. Uh, So Dragon's Dogma 2 is Dragon's Dogma 1 again. Because it's a cycle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it technically could be, right? But no. Like, we don't really have any information on Dragma Do- Dragons. Dragma Dog. Dragma Dog. We don't have any information on Dragon's Dogma 2 because like all they all they said during the announcement was we're making a Dragon's Dogma 2. Um and we don't have any information aside from pretty credible leaks that happened like a year ago mm. um and the only reason they're credible is because uh, the entire timeline of like the release schedule <laughs> um is has come true so far like they they pointed out the date that mm. it would be announced and that that's the same date that it was announced so aside from those leaks we don't have any official information but it's probably not coming out for like at least two years if I had to guess. Mm. But I'm excited. I haven't been excited for a game since uh, Ace Combat 7. Mm. <laughs> so. Yep. I just have to see when they have some more concrete information on when it's coming out. Yeah. I don't know. Capcom is always kind of weird. Because, like, they, they have their big franchises, right? Uh, Street Fighter, Resident Evil, that they pay so much attention to. Mm. And they have so many, like... Well, and then they have stuff like Monster Hunter, where, you know, they advertise the shit out of yeah. it. Um, yeah, and, and then, then they... Like, they have, they have so many other things that they just do not give any attention to at all. Like, Mega Man a little bit. You know, it's off and on if they do Mega Man stuff, but... Yeah, then they've got a, you know one-offs that they just did one, and you know if they ever make a sequel. Yeah, I mean Mega Man goes on like decades long hiatuses. So. Yeah, but yeah, I'm done. I'm I'm hot and tired, mm. and uh, yeah, we're up to almost two and a half hours before edits. Um, yeah, I I I forgot. <laughs> well, <laughs> about Dragon's Dog until like the last minute. I mean, minute, yeah, because right? the, there is going to be some editing down of the Deadpool samurai thing of all the gaps where I was just flipping through pages trying to figure out what was interesting to yep. mention. Um, so I guess before we close, I 
meant to last time, I'll do it this time. I, I want to shout out a couple podcasts I've been listening to a lot of lately. Uh, if you're interested in hearing what I find funny and also what uh, is probably better than this podcast. Um, so the, this... Bite your tongue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're definitely not as long as this podcast, but um, this is one called The Besties. Which is uh, Justin and Griffin McElroy and Chris Plant and Russ Frushdick. And it started as a thing they were all doing. Uh, it's a video game podcast. Um, they, they were all at Polygon and then Justin and Griffin left. But then they revived the podcast. And all the episodes are... It used to be a Spotify exclusive. It's now available on all platforms. Um, and it, it's fun. You know, it it's a very chill, like that they do reviews, but you know, you know how like gaming things can get. Like a lot of them, it just feels too critical uh, and like hardcore and shitty. And this one isn't that. It's like a very chill, fun. Like they're just talking about games that they're playing, usually recent games, sometimes older games. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of that one. And I've been listening to a lot of a podcast called... Let me tell you about Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, they do talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're skipping they, out now. <laughs> a little so. bit, yeah. Um, and the other one I've been listening to a lot of is uh, this one called Intentionally Blank, which it's uh, Brandon Sanderson, the fantasy author, and Dan Wells, who is uh, another author. They were college roommates, and they're still friends. And they just you know talk about all kinds of stuff sometimes related to writing but i guess they have another podcast that is specifically like writing advice and this one is just them talking about like marvel movies or netflix shows or whatever stuff it's a lot of the same vibes as like shack funk of just people talking about nerdy stuff um yay they have like a fun ongoing thing of Dan Wells is really interested in food heists, which is like event, like stories of events where people stole a lot of food. You know, it started off with one of like someone who heisted, I, I don't remember how much, like tons and tons of maple syrup. And, uh, like they're on trial. I think they got like sentenced to prison for it when they were eventually caught, but they, they were just like, you know, going into the maple syrup factory at night and pumping water in and pumping the syrup out, and they had just like tanks and tanks full of maple syrup that they'd stolen. Um, there was Man. another fun one, a uh, historical um, this food was heist in Canada, right? that they talked about. Where? Yeah, yeah, that was in Canada. Of course. Um, th- there was another fun one, a historical food heist of. It was like pre-french revolution one of the guys who'd come to america and discovered potatoes and brought them back tried to you know there was like a famine or something and they needed food for the poor so they were trying to get people to eat potatoes but nobody wanted to eat potatoes because they're this weird thing that you grow underground and why would we want to eat something that grows underground um so then the plan they came up with was to put you build like a small farm of potatoes and then station guards around it and put up a sign that says these are the king's potatoes you need to stay out 
And then the guards were instructed not to stop anyone who tries to steal the potatoes. So the poor people all came in and stole the potatoes, and then everybody <laughs> loves potatoes now because people yeah, actually tried eating them because they thought they were stealing them from the king. I, I do not, I do not believe that, um, uh, like, this medieval person uh, understood reverse psychology that well. <laughs> Apparently, they did. I mean, it'd be like it's it's not medieval. It's like. Or, you know, early renaissance, modern, whatever. Pro- post-Renaissance, yeah, early modern, like 1700s. However, so, yep. those nerd historians try to um, categorize it. Yeah, so The Besties and Intentionally Blank, both recommended podcasts. Uh, anything else to close out? No. On a joke or something? Um, fill your hungry, hungry hole. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yep. That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>